For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hey, this is your boy Frank Gore. You li I'm listening to 49er Rush Niners all day. That's Brain Sits Home, baby. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it, man. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you on this Sunday. And here's probably the best news of this Sunday. There's a lot of good news. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. But we've got this weekend, and then next weekend, and then it's Niners football, baby. 8-14, that's Saturday, the preseason game versus the Chiefs, 5-30 at night. Woo! We're so close. We're so close. Uh, so close. And I do want to say thank you to uh, my Patreon subscribers. Uh, Game Pass has been down. I can't break down any film. You know, they're revamping everything, which is great because it's a terrible program. Um, but anyway, we're going to have film and breakdowns in two short weeks. And it's the best news ever. Uh, just want to say thank you to the Countdown crew. Everybody showing up early morning. Uh, sorry for going a little bit live earlier than normal. Um School starts tomorrow for me, so I have classes that begin tomorrow morning. Our school goes back a little early. Uh, AP students do anyway, get two extra weeks worth of work. And so, yeah, I, Chapman's got to go into uh, teacher Chapman mode pretty damn quick here. Otherwise, I'm going to be in trouble. So wanted to get this out, and you can tell by the headline. Trey Lance, uh, he went and did Trey Lance things. So we're going to talk about that, the implications, what that means for Jimmy Garoppolo, the 49ers offense, all of that. But also, uh, Roy, I see you there. What is the word on herd? Like, I, I'm going to start a new uh, hashtag called herd watch because that's the thing. Every single day, where's Jalen Hurd? And he missed the last two days. One of those was a scheduled day. One of those, we didn't hear anything. He just didn't show up. The coaches said, you know, he was going to take that scheduled day off on Friday. And then that was fine. A lot of people took day off on Friday. Then Saturday rolled around. He was nowhere to be found. So we're not quite sure exactly what's going to go on. Um, Tommy says, I don't believe Hurd is going to make it. Yeah, this is not a good sign bright and early. But the fact that he wasn't on the pup, that was great news. Him and D4, that was just baffling to me i thought both of them 100 were going to be there i was wrong on that so we just got to wait give them three days off because the 49ers are off today no practice day so they already had their four now today's off then they're going to have three straight days wednesday thursday friday uh i'm sorry monday tuesday wednesday apologize about that then thursday off so that's kind of the tempo it's going to be three days on day off three days on day off and there's going to be a lot of vet days you know mixed into all of those but again the importance here, and the thing that we got to go back to, one more weekend without 49ers football, and I am so excited about that. Um, now, I do have to say, I am working an event in Canton, Ohio at the Pro Football Hall of Fame, which I'm really excited about, Draft Night Out. Um, go check it out if you haven't yet. If you live anywhere around Ohio, um, come hang out with us. It's going to be absolutely incredible. Huge fantasy draft uh, in person. We're going to be doing all kinds of giveaways and stuff. It's going to be an absolute blast. That's partnered with Eat Sleep Fantasy. You always see their symbol behind me, um, and Sleeper Wire Podcast as well. So, Unfortunately, I'm going to be working that event, which I agreed to do way before they announced the preseason schedule at the same time as the event I'm working. So traditionally, it probably, again, the best thing I think that we do here at the 49ers Rush podcast is our post-game analysis and live show. 
that's going to be a little bit difficult. I'm going to have to try to swing it. Probably going to have to do it on my phone or something along those lines because, yeah, it's going to be – we'll make it work. It's it's going to be something. But I'll get something out for sure. But I'm going to be working that event, watching the game out of the corner of my idea of the eye at the same time. But stay tuned. We'll take care of all that. Now, let's talk about the man of the hour, Trey Lance. The dude is just picking up steam, turning heads in camp, and he's doing it the same way that he did it at North Dakota State. You know, everybody's like, oh, well, yeah, you can do that stuff against Division II opponents, and, you know, these guys aren't in the NFL. Guess what? I don't know how long people will have this mindset because it doesn't matter with certain positions. Jimmy Garoppolo, guess what? Guess where he went to school? Very similar place. Tony Roma. There's lots of guys out there that are similar to this. And guess what? He shows up at training camp and does the exact same thing. It took him three practices in minicamp to get there. And there's two key pieces to his offense that we're going to break down. He keeps going deep. He throws the ball deep nonstop. Very aggressive. You know, he has a cannon for an arm, but he's connecting. And Debo seems to be his primary target and a guy that he loves. And so, again, before we jump further into this, I want to go back. I want to go back. This is a clip of a breakdown I did of him that just showed. The reason why, you know, I I jumped out early. I was like, oh, 49ers are taking Trey Lance. That's who they're going to pick. It was like a drunk tweet, whatever. I was like (laughs) breaking down film at like midnight or something. I don't know. And I just loved it because it just seemed to be a perfect fit. And this was one of those games um, where it just, man, this is what he's doing in practice. And I love to see it. So here's a clip of Trey Lance. This is up on Patreon if you want the full. I think I have five Trey Lance breakdowns. Every one of them is over 30 minutes. Um, so if you want three out, two and a half hours of pure Trey Lance, you can go there. But here we go. Tight splits by the old line. We're in 21 personnel. Two backs, one tight end. Changes the play. Back to the defense. Amazing play action. Sells it so well. Woo. Airing it out. Look at that ball. Good Lord. Sets up. Reads it. If you're even, you're leaving. Your guy's got a 50-50 shot. Just throw it to the inside. He lets this ball go right here at about the 50, or sorry, 46-yard line. So four yards to the 50. And just look where it drops in the basket, right on the goal line. That's a 54-yard pass on the money. Incredible ball. And again, he reads it. Boom, back to the defense. He's waiting. Pulls up. Safety sitting. That tells you he's got no help over the top. Time to let it breathe. Whew. Man, that thing, you throw that in the Cowboys stadium, it's hitting the damn scoreboard. I mean, he, he threw that to the moon. He's got some arc on it. You know, with a lot of quarterbacks, whenever their power kind of rifle arms, they don't have this touch on the deep ball. You just drop that right in the basket. Incredible throw. Let's see it from the backside. How are you not excited about this? Watching this, you just get so pumped up, baby. Also play action fake and just airs it out. It just drops it right in the bucket. Nice tracking by the wide receiver. Got to give him that. But this is an incredible throw. This being added to the 49ers arsenal, some type of deep passing attack. We don't have any. This is going to change everything. Brandon Ayuk is going to be the biggest person that gets the most from this. It's fun to watch. I mean, the dude's an artist. And whenever you have the talent and all those things and the big arm and all that, but you put the touch on it. And we're seeing some of the same things happen early on in practice. And it, it sparks so much. It, this is kind of the problem, right? Lance has a good day. Jimmy Garoppolo has a bad day. We all knew it was going to happen. It happened on the same day. And media and everybody just jumps on, oh, it's over. Competition's over. We went from <laughs> Kyle Shanahan saying there's not an open quarterback you know, competition to the media declaring Trey Lance a week one starter. Um, now, excitement especially whenever you haven't had football in a long time especially coming off that terrible season 2020 for the 49ers i get it it's a way overreaction and let's talk about that and i i think one of the things that we're missing too the deep passing is huge but also for the very first time we started getting to see glimpses of trey lance running the ball 
He ran the ball a total of five times in team. Now, again, he's going against the twos um, and, you know, working in with the skill position one wide receivers, he did get Debo some deep passes. So the outside skill guys rotate and go with both first and second string. That's why some of those passes are there. But he had five total runs, quarterback runs in team drills, three straight runs at one point, and two of those were zone replays. Uh, I got that information from Lombardi over the athletic. He does a great job. Just want to give him credit uh, there. And so, man, when you can mix in the running of a quarterback, he doesn't need to run it that much, but that makes the linebackers creep up and the safeties creep up into their running lanes. Then you hit them deep. It's just like pick your poison. How do you want to lose if you're a defense? You, you got to figure that out. And so it's awesome seeing that, you know, he he's forcing our defense. You know, D'Amico Ryan's our new defensive coordinator, which we don't know a lot about him because he's never called defense before or whatever, never called plays before. He, the question was asked to him, how is it, does it help your defense or hurt your defense going against a quarterback like Trey Lance with that mobility? And what does that look like? So here's the DC here. You know, I'm very appreciative for our offense when they put those plays in, the zone read type plays, QB movement runs. It's very helpful for us as a defense. So when we do face teams like that during the season, it's not the first time that we're preparing for it, right? So we have a chance to go through it, uh, to learn. Our guys get a chance to learn actually how to defend it versus different defenses. So it's really, really great work for us. And Trey does, like you said, he broke out today on a couple. He's doing an excellent job of running those plays as well. So it's uh, good work on both sides, iron sharpening iron. Yeah, it, th that's go back to 2018, 2019. That's where we could not stop mobile quarterbacks to save our life. 2020, we actually got better, which our personnel, we lost a lot of our personnel. We improved in that area. But I, I fully expect it forces you, again, it's all repetitions of, okay, it, quarterback, you know, zone read, whether it's RPO, whatever you want to call it, it doesn't matter. I am responsible for this whenever the quarterback keeps it. And so that's going to be huge. couple questions I do want to say. Uh, what's up, Brick by Brick? He said he's going to be hanging out with us in Chicago for the game. I'm so excited about that. And, you know, I do want to just say, if you're going to any games, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Man, uh, Philly, it's a month away, guys. Five weeks away. I bought my game tickets and all that stuff. I'll be out in Philly partying. Come hang out with us, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. If you're going to Chicago, come have drinks with us the night before. It's a morning game, so there's no way you're flying in Sunday to catch the game. It just doesn't work. So if you're coming out to Chicago, Philly, or Los Angeles, head over to 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. I want to hang out, man. Let's have a beer. Uh, let, let's let's talk it up. It's going to be a blast. I just bought way too much stuff for these hangouts. Um, way too many jerseys. Way too much stuff to give away. Um, and, you know, it only costs $25 to come to the hangout. And just want to let you know kind of how that plays out i'm not keeping a pity of that i'm overspending for each one of these um so it's it's gonna be you're gonna get some pretty cool stuff that's all i gotta say um so come hang out with us now uh the question was asked am i at the workouts i am not uh for those of you who maybe missed last handful of episodes i accepted the position to be my son's uh head football coach at his high school and so, unfortunately, I am not there. So I'm relying on some friends and reports just like everybody else. But my job is to comb through all of that and the press conferences with the help of Juan Salas and try to get you guys as much information as I can. So this is all secondhand. That's why I, I want to attribute a lot of that to uh, David Lombardi, that last little bit about um, the running segment. That's where I found that and all the stuff that's going on there. Uh, 49ers Faithful Forever, thank you for the gift, my friend. Hashtag Fear Bosa. And we're going to be talking about Bosa because, you know, we've got a little bit. Let's go to jump to that now. Why not? Bosa looks different. His body makeup's different. Um, there's a lot of stuff I want to talk about. But the question that was asked to Bosa here, they asked him, you seem lighter. You look lighter. Why would you do that after having such a great season in 2019? Why wouldn't you just do things normally? Uh, here's what he had to say. It's not a drastic change. It's just something I like to do, just keep improving myself. I don't think it's going to really affect my game. In, it, it really can't affect my game in a bad way. So um, I'm going to be same weight. I'm going to be strong. I'm pushing as much weight as I did back then. So... 
Um, I'm stronger upper body wise. My legs are still coming along, but they're moving really well and uh, I'm bending good. So um, I just like to find ways to improve. It's my job to take care of my body. So I may as well use every resource and thing I could do. Yeah. Um, here's the thing with Bosa. There's a couple things I want to talk about before we go back to Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo talk. I was going to talk about this later, but uh, after the gift, uh, hashtag fear Bosa. Let's talk some Bosa, baby. A um, couple things. He's the same weight. He's just a lot skinnier. Uh, <laughs> figure that out. Uh, I'm like the opposite. Um, I, I increase in weight and I just get bigger. That's just what it is. But So he's pushing the same weight strength-wise. That's great. And we know that he works out like crazy. Um, he goes on and details how he's with his brother almost the entire offseason, working out together. Who else would you rather him work out with? Now, we do have to talk about the fact that he's wearing a mask, and he wasn't the only one. Several different players have been wearing masks, and basically what that means is they didn't get vaccinated. Um, the question was asked to him. I didn't pull the clip on it because it wasn't too much information to divulge from it. But here's what that means. I, I'll throw the whole conversation out about whether you should or shouldn't, whatever. You, you figure that out. Do any research. I'm pretty sure you'll come up with an easy answer. But the idea is this. He's going to miss time. Any player who has not been vaccinated is going to miss time this year. Look at what happened to the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Kellen Mond, their third-round pick out of Texas A&M, um, who also Chris Sims had as his number three overall quarterback and a top-five prospect. Um, absolute joke, but that's okay. Um, Kellen Mond got COVID, okay? So he tested positive for it. But the other quarterbacks in the room were not vaccinated. So they were deemed close contacts. So they're practicing for the next several days without a quarterback. The Minnesota Vikings do not have a quarterback in training camp currently. And it's going to be several days until they get to that point. That's going to happen across the league. Because Kirk Cousins, for example, didn't taste positive. He didn't. But he didn't have the vaccine. And so, again, under COVID protocols, just like last year, right? You remember whenever Ayuk and Trent Williams and everybody missed that game because of Kendrick Bourne? That's happening. And so any player that is not vaccinated, they're going to miss time this year, period. That's all there is to it. Um, I hate that it's like that. I wish it wasn't like that, um, but that's just what it is. So keep an eye on that. I'm telling you right now, Bosa's going to miss time. Jason Verrett's going to miss time. Uh, those players who are not vaccinated are missing time. That's all that – it doesn't matter. You can say whatever you want. That's just what it's going to be. So anyway, that's a fun Bosa talk. Looks good, man. He looks incredible. Excited about the potential that he's going to bring. Um, but ooh, ooh, I love it. I love it. Uh, now let's jump to some Jimmy G talk, okay? Because Trey Lance throwing the deep ball in practice—that's awesome. You've got <laughs> uh, running in practice, and one of the was like a twenty-plus yard gain before anybody was even close enough to touch him on a running play. Like just dynamic. That's where that is. Now, Jimmy G, he went in and put in his worst day. And he is starting to ignite the Trey Lance start week one crowd. It's just happening. Jimmy threw two interceptions. One of them was a pick six to Fred Warner, of course. Fred Warner, he's just that damn good. And here is another clip from D'Amico Ryans talking about the pick six and why you can expect these things from LB1. Uh, Fred, he's just, he's reading Jimmy, reading Jimmy's eyes, and he's been doing a really good job of his zone drops. This Fred's the guy, he drops in zone coverage, does a really good job of being patient, staying square, eyes on the quarterback, and he really did a great job of reading Jimmy there breaking on the ball and you know Fred has been working on his hands throughout the off season so it's paying off for him so happy to see him get that pick and tell everyone's excited on the sidelines for him but Fred is a guy I look look to to make those type of plays those impact game changing plays those are plays that Fred can make he's done them in the past and just expect him to even do it more as he continues to develop his career now so that interception, that's rough, no doubt about it. But then probably the most telling interception was on a deep play. And again, I'm getting this from Barrow's um, work on The Athletic. On Debo, who was flying. I think somebody had a comment earlier that Debo just looks faster than what he did at the combine. He ran in the 4-4s, right? I think it was like a 4-5-0 or something like that. But the thing with Debo was he wasn't healthy then. 
And Debo is an acceleration speed power guy. There's quick speed and then there's power speed. He is he's built. <laughs> and so because of that, he's much more of an acceleration guy. So even though he's probably like a 4-4 mid 4-4 guy, which is fast, period, his acceleration is powerful. It's not quick. So he can get there so fast. It's but yeah, he's blowing past everybody. And so it doesn't matter who the quarterback is, and in this case it was Jimmy Garoppolo. He beat Verrett deep. And he was about 10 yards behind him deep. The problem was Jimmy had to pump fake because he didn't see it fast enough, then let it go. But by that point, Debo was way too far downfield. Ball was dramatically underthrown, and Verrett just basically stopped, turned around, and had an interception wide open. So you have these two interceptions, and I think they highlight the difference between Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. And so... That's going to spark, you know, you you got Trey Lance is hitting these deep passes to Debo, and then you've got Jimmy Garoppolo getting intercepted on a wide-open deep pass to Debo. It's pretty easy to see apples to apples finally. Having said all these things, hear me out loud and clear. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great: it, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis, more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100 over on Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Jimmy Garoppolo has been bad practice quarterback since the day he arrived. Um, he's notorious for it. You, you remember the five interception <laughs> practice? It was like the last practice before the season started in 2019. Well, then they go out and they win, what, nine games in a row or whatever. Like, there is a big difference. There is. And it's okay. Listen to me, uh, my wonderful people. Please listen to me. It is okay to be the biggest Trey Lance fan in the world, which I think that I am, and to also want Jimmy Garoppolo to start. And there's lots of reasons why I feel that way. Because it's in the best interest of the team. It's in the best interest of the team currently. It's in the best interest of the team long term. Because again, if Trey Lance won, it ensures Trey Lance. And you could, you, you, if you're one of those people who's just like, oh, I'm plugging my ears, I hate this conversation, I'm an idiot. You're right, I'm an idiot. But listen to the logic and disagree with that, and that's okay. You don't have to agree with me. That doesn't mean you're wrong or I'm wrong. It's it, How do you arrive at that point? And again, once you put the context in front of this, we could have traded Jimmy Garoppolo. New England had an offer for us, and we said, no, we are not willing to deal him. Then we traded up, still didn't trade him. Um, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch came out and said, we're looking for a first that never happened. That's okay. Then after that, we, we draft Trey Lance and all that stuff. And it comes out that they went and talked to the ownership and said, we want to keep both. What has changed? Has Trey Lance shown so much in just four practices that, Hey, you know what? Get rid of this dude. We don't need him anymore. Well, one, look what has happened to the Kyle Shanahan 49ers over the last three out of the last four years. Injuries have ruined the season. Now if Jimmy gets hurt, we're fine. And what happens if we trade away Jimmy Garoppolo and then Trey Lance gets hurt? He's a rookie. He's a mobile quarterback. He does like to run. So 
allow everything to fit together. And it, and it kind of makes sense. You know, I put this poll up on Twitter last night. I just retweeted it before I went live. Very simple. Um, who do you think should start week one at quarterback? And I put just, you know, trying to get a, a pulse of the fan base. Lance got 33%, 33.8%, and Jimmy got 66.2%. Now, this poll, are, it's still going live. It's a 24-hour poll. And it's still got a couple hours. It's got over two um, 2,600 votes and climbing. This isn't a small sample size. And so I get the Jimmy haters are always going to be the loudest just because negative people are that. Now, if you don't like Jimmy Garoppolo, it doesn't mean you're negative. That's not what I'm saying at all. But again, the people that like, <laughs> the, how do I say this? Um, how do I say this? People generally, I'm trying to, I'm walking on eggshells right now. Can you tell? People in general that are kind of toxic and loud and negative and all those things, they're, that's the vocal minority that we always hear from. That's the Skip Bayless, the Stephen A. Smith, uh, fill in whatever Niners podcast you want to put there. It, those people, unfortunately, they get a lot of attention because they get clicks and it's this clickbait, whatever. That's not the majority. I, I was really surprised and I was really proud um, of the faithful when I saw these results. Because again, let's just say you put Trey Lance out there now and you just keep Jimmy G on the bench. Okay, cool. I'm cool with that. And I love Trey Lance and I'm going to be super excited. But what happens is now you're risking Trey Lance a little bit because he's stepping into a crazy complex system. Shanahan usually likes to work his quarterbacks in slowly. Um, it, it, it just, it, it raises the degree of the bust rate. If that's there, if that's even a thing, but if you start Jimmy G, Hey, this guy gets to sit and learn. Who are the best quarterbacks in the NFL? Okay. Um, Patrick Mahomes is number one. Sat for a whole year. Sat for a whole year. He's the most talented quarterback in the NFL. He's the number one player in the NFL. I don't think anybody disagrees with that. And guess what? That dude sat for a whole year on a playoff team behind Alex Smith, who doesn't throw the deep ball very well. Doesn't have the dynamic whatever. He just checks it down. Um, that seems to have worked. Um Anyway, also, you got to add into this, why not go with the veteran leadership in the locker room? Everybody loves Jimmy, okay? I saw some report that, oh, he's dividing the locker room. Total BS. Uh, probably Matt Miller type. Again, those same people. Oh, Kyle Shanahan and uh, John Lynch, they don't like each other, and there's a split in the locker Oh, my gosh. People just make crap up. People love Jimmy G. That that's all there is to it. He got them to a Super Bowl. And you can go down the rabbit hole of it wasn't him and all that stuff. All right, he led the NFL in third down completion percentage. Is Jimmy G the quarterback of the future? No. It's okay to hold that idea and want Jimmy G to start now. Those aren't conflicting. Again, I love Trey Lance. I want a Trey Lance tattoo. I don't have tattoos. That's how much I like this kid. Also, I want him to sit for a while. I'm staying with my prediction. Week 11. I think his first starts week 11. And I can hear the eye rolls uh, taking place, and that's okay. Let's disagree, and let's kind of see where this goes and kind of move on on that and see where that goes. Um, Logan, appreciate the gift, my friend. He says, if Trey Lance is ready, there's no reason to sit him. You're correct, okay? 100% correct. I don't think we get rid of Jimmy G this year either way, though. So if, if he is ready, okay, what does that mean? Is he better than Jimmy Garoppolo is week one? Does he give us a better chance to win week one? I don't think that he does yet. I really, really don't. Now, again, I'm not in the meetings. I'm not in all that stuff. You can go back to the Seattle days where they paid Matt Flynn to come in, and then they drafted Russell Wilson in the third round, and they were in training camp. They're like, oh, man, Matt Flynn's done. Like, no, Russell Wilson's a starter. That's what we got. But, again, Matt Flynn wasn't uh, a starter that had been there and knew the system. Kyle Shanahan's rolling with Jimmy. Unless he gets a crazy knockout trade deal, which we're going to talk about here in a second. But before we do, I got some new exciting news. Probably the question I get most this time of year and emails and DMs is about fantasy football and started a fantasy football league. Well, guess what, baby? We did it. <laughs> As if I don't have enough stuff on my plate already. Here are our details for the 49ers Super Fantasy League. It's a league unlike no other, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Here are the details. 
Oh man, I'm excited about this one. Over half of the emails and comments that I get out there are all about fantasy leagues and dynasty league startups. Well, here we got. This is going to be incredible. The 49ers Rush Super Fantasy League. We did some charity leagues last year and that was fun. This has unlimited potential. It's only 25 bucks. $25 is going to be a redraft league. And what we're going to do, if you're familiar with the Scott Fishbowl and the fantasy correspondent, all that stuff that goes on there, it's going to be similar to that. So it's a 10-man league, okay? What happens is for every 10-man league, there's going to be several. Top four make the playoffs. Whoever wins at the playoff structure that's going to be traditional there, if you're your league champion of your 10-man league, you go into a super playoff versus all of the other league's champions. And we're going to roll over a little bit of the payment that comes through that for the Super League as well. So if you finish first or second in your league, you get paid. And if you win your league, you win again in the Super League. It's going to be an absolute blast. So here's how you get in. You have to pay first. Okay, it's only 25 bucks. I paid my entry fee. My son's going to be playing as well. Um, and all you got to do is follow the link for League Safe. Okay, it's in this description in this video. That way, no money's exchanging hands between people. It goes into League Safe. They hold it and they divvy out payments. Make sure you fill out your email. Um, once you make your payment on League Safe, that's how you'll get invited to the draft itself. It's going to be an absolute blast. And my friend Steve Spacrotelli, he's going to be helping me set this up and commission all these different leagues. Guys, we could have 120 people and have 10 separate leagues. This is going to be incredible. The main reason why I'm doing this one, I love fantasy, but to build community. That's what it's about. The people that were in the charity leagues last year have a better relationship with them. And they talk amongst themselves, and it's absolutely incredible. So that's what we're doing here. 49ers Rush Super League. Go click the click the league safe link in this video. Put your $25 in, and you're in. That's all it's going to take. Excited to destroy all of you. All right. So go sign up. We've already got one league full. So we're filling up 10. It's 10 team leagues, and we're just going to keep adding those on. Um, so if you've ever played the Scott Fishbowl, it's like that. Um, now, man, I've blocked this dude, and I don't understand. I'm, I'm trying to go into different <laughs> things, so I apologize. Uh, I'm working on way too many things at once. But um, come hang out with us on this fantasy thing. It costs. It doesn't cost much at all. And so it, set it up on there, and it, it's going to be a lot of fun on there. So appreciate that. All right, he's gone. He should be gone now. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, he's still there. I don't understand how that is happening. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, anyway, they're all on there. We'll see if that works or not. But anyway, so let's get back to some football. Now, here's the question. And the Colts, right? We got to talk about the Colts and kind of what's going on over there. Because what happened was their quarterback's down, as we all know. And basically, man, why is he's he's just all over the place. I don't know how to... Do, do this. This is very, very <laughs> frustrating to say the least, but that's okay. We're trying to get it in there. We'll figure this out. Um, boom, boom, boom. Here we go. Um, Shot J, you're going to have to, I'm adding you as the moderator, buddy. You go dominate that dude um, while I'm trying to talk some football. I apologize for that again, everybody. Uh, very, very frustrating. But the question is this, very, very simple. They lose their quarterback, and again, it started with Carson Wentz back in the day. You remember the Eagles traded up, got Carson Wentz, and then he proved that he could play right away. So then Teddy Bridgewater gets hurt, you know, out in Minnesota. And then it just totally went crazy. They offered a first-round pick, overpaid for him. They sent him off, all that stuff. Like, awesome. Absolutely incredible. Can we get that deal? Well, not from the Colts, we can't. One, the problem with what's going on there, Carson Wentz has a multi-year deal. Colts have enough cap space to make this work for this year and next year. Um, they would have to finesse some numbers, but it would work. The problem is draft capital. So even if the Colts were like, man, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to help us win a Super Bowl. If they really did feel that way, then it still wouldn't be enough. Because the problem is this. They don't have the picks. They traded away a third last year. And then this year, or next year upcoming, they've already given away a second. That's what it's going to cost. And so they're giving up a second, and that what are they going to do? Give up a first and a second for two quarterbacks? And then on top of that, 
man, look how much they're paying Carson Wentz. He is, let's say they walk away from him, okay? And let's say they're like, you know what? We're just going to roll with Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, Wentz is signed through 2024, and it's not a small deal. If they walk away from Carson Wentz, that's $27 million dead money. That's a lot. That's why I don't think that this deal is going to work. You know, I, I think... The best case scenario, and I don't even think this is logical, but like if somebody was like, all right, John Chapman, you have to kind of be both sides. I have to be the GM for the 49ers and the Colts and make a deal between yourselves. Here's what I would offer. And I don't think it works, but if I had to, the Colts give up first. Okay, 2022, we get their first round pick. The 49ers would give up Jimmy G and a second round pick and have to take about half his salary this year. Is that something that you'd want to do? I, I'm I'm saying no from both sides almost. Like I, that's why I don't think that it's a, it's a good deal. Now, if another team that has a quarterback that's in the last year of their deal or on a cheap deal, then that's where that trade could take place. But again, I don't think Kyle Shanahan or John Lynch want this to happen until until. Trey Lance steps in and gets some meaningful time. Or it's got to be a first-round pick. That, that's all that there is to it. And so got to take that for what you will. I, I would love the trade. I wish they would, you know, Colts would just step up and say, here's a first-rounder, boom, we'll take Jimmy Garoppolo. Trey Lance steps in. All our dreams are fulfilled. Everybody's happy. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I just don't see that. Um, and this just came out on Twitter. Uh, my alerts just popped up. This is from Ian Rappaport. He said, Carson Wentz plans to try and rest and rehab his foot over the next few days. Um, the source says, rather than immediate surgery, if all goes well, week one is in play. If it doesn't improve, the answer may be surgery. So this is, if he has surgery, he's going to be done for three months, minimum. Um, but if he does, if if he's okay, then obviously this goes out the window. But, yeah, it's it's a mess, and I think that this is even more reason why you keep two quarterbacks. I'm tired of having losing seasons just because our quarterback is injured. And you say, oh, well, Trey Lance is a rookie. He hasn't been injured. I get that, but he runs the ball a lot. And so I don't want that <laughs> chance being there. That That's what I don't want. Um, and yeah, Wentz is hurt. Um, we'll, we'll have to see what happens there. I appreciate you guys taking care of the ball, the bot. I think that worked. I, I guess that's a sign we're we're growing, right? We're getting big. We got bots attacking us. I don't even know what that means. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll take it. Now, <coughs> excuse me. Goodness, good lord. Now, a couple more things I want to talk about. Just some uh, nuggets, real quick, throughout practice. We talked about Bosa and his weight. He's not the only one that we're almost like a Weight Watchers podcast. That's what I was going to um, label this. Jordan Matthews. He was with the 49ers back and forth. I think we've signed him six times and released him over and over and over again. He gained 20 pounds, and now we signed him as a tight end. And so I, I love this. Um, and when we lost McCole Pruitt, who was kind of that fourth tight end, we had to bring another body in. Usually we have five. Sometimes we've had four going into training camp, so we had to get somebody. And Jordan Matthews has been working on this. Um, Jerry Rice's cousin. Long tradition with the 49ers. Another veteran leadership guy. Good locker room guy that we get with our locker room. So I love that. Um, I, I think it's incredible. Also, number <laughs> how do I say it? Public enemy number one last year, Mike McGlinchey. He gained weight. He gained a lot of weight. Last year, he came into camp under 300 total pounds. Year was good. Didn't go great. A lot of bad negative plays, especially some blooper kind of highlight real plays. Well, guess what? He gained 30 pounds. He's up to 315, 320 now. That's huge. He's going to be able to kind of sit and anchor down a little bit more, which I'm pretty excited about. So good news, you know, we got Jordan Matthews, who's going to be more of a receiving tight end guy. We'll have to see how he can block, but I remember grading him out at Vanderbilt, very positive in the run game, uh, very big-bodied wide receiver. And so you add that weight in the hips, we'll see. Um, it's going to be a little different with his hand in the dirt, but I don't think we're going to see him be doing that too often. Um, he might line up that way, but I don't think he's going to be in the Kittle role 
Uh, that's going to be Kittle, Dwelly, and Warner. They all excel in blocking. He's going to be much more used in the Jordan Reed sense that we saw last year. Now, I do want to talk about Contavious Street and Javon Kinlaw. I think this is important. And so I, Kinlaw hasn't been out there practicing. Now, he got pretty upset when some people tagged him and said he was injured and things like that. And so I, I love hearing D'Amico Ryans talk about Kinlaw and whether or not he's injured and kind of where he sees him at the moment. Kinlaw has been doing a, a great job on the side, working with our medical staff. He's getting in the individual, doing some drills there. So his ease back into play is going really well. And um, over the next few days, we'll see him get into practice, but I'm in no rush to rush him back. And when he's... When he's healthy and he's ready to come back, you know that'll be uh, the medical staff will determine that time. But I'm not I'm not worried about Ken Law at all. He's been doing everything that we asked him. Ken Law is a guy who's been here probably the most during the off season, just training, working on his body, getting where he needs to be. So I'm not worried about Ken Law at all. He's going to be fine for us. Yeah, I mean, he think about all the workout videos that he's put out there. I mean. There, there's been like three people that are just posting workout videos nonstop. You've got Debo, Trey Lance, and Kinlaw. Just workout video, workout video, workout video nonstop. And so he, he, he's going to be all right. He's going to be all right. Now, what was shocking to me is that Contavious Street was starting in his spot. That's nuts to me. Uh, <laughs> I, I really thought... I have Street not making the roster on my initial 53-man roster that I did before training camp started. Uh, looks like I'm going to be wrong on that big time because he was working with the starters. Um, so interesting to me. I'd prefer Givens there by a, a long shot, but maybe the switch finally clicked on. Um, but he seems like an awesome kid, and you know, a lot of people like him, very energetic. So props to him. Um, let's see here. Thank you for the gift. Uh, P star J Jimmy. I love it. Predict my stats for the 2021 se season or too early. Um, your stats for Jimmy Garoppolo. Again, I got him starting nine games. We have our bye week and then he's stepping in there and I, I think he's going to be good. I don't have the, I, I projected out the entire season, every pass. I don't have that sheet up right now. I don't want to take time to find it on a live show. But you can go back and listen. It's the uh, Offensive Stats Projection episode. Did it about two weeks ago, um, and it's in-depth. Every carry, every yard, every touchdown, every interception, all that stuff. Robert, do pads come on tomorrow or Wednesday? Monday, my friend. Tomorrow. Tomorrow the pads come on for the 49ers, which is going to be a lot of fun. And again, you don't get a lot of um, information on running backs, until the pads come on. You don't get a lot of information on O-line, or at least good information. It's so difficult to not have pads on and go one-on-one -on -one as an O-lineman. It it's hard. It's really, really hard. So, um, yeah, look for some running back reports and some O-lineman reports. That's what I'm going to be watching um, when the pads come on because that's when it changes. Uh, Swan Song says, what do you think of our cornerback depth? I actually like it. It's really not as bad as it was. We went into the draft, and everybody was like, cornerback has to be the number one need. Remember before we traded traded up, and we were at that 12 spot, and everybody was like, oh, got to draft J.C. Horn, Patrick Sertain. Like, these are the guys that you got to go get. Well, we didn't draft a corner until the end of the third round. But you got Ambry Thomas, and you got Diamador Lenore. I think that provides great depth. You brought back almost everybody besides Richard Sherman. I don't think cornerback depth is really an issue. The issue is veteran presence early. If we had some key corners go out week one or two, I'd be concerned. Once these rookies get a little bit more practice time, then we're going to be okay. Then I'm not going to really care about that. Um, so anyway, that, that's where I feel there. Uh, Tommy, thank you for the gift, my friend. He says, who has the most carries week one? Oh, it's going to be Sermon. Trey Sermon's going to have the most carries. Um... The RB1 is Mostert, but Sermon is going to have the most carries. 
I'm glad you brought that up because this is my next clip is from Raheem the Dream himself um, talking about sharing reps with Sermon and what that's looked like. He's he's adjusting to you know going from the college scheme to the to the pros and he's handling the best way he can. Um, you know as far as reps and stuff like that, we've both been able to maximize our full potentials and stuff like that. And he's still got some things to learn, but he's he's picking up both him and Elijah. I mean all the running backs. You know how we are in the running back room. Bobby T's gonna push all of us together. So, um, you know, there's no backstabbing. There's nothing like that. You know, if we see something, we're going to call each other out. We're going to get better as a group. And uh, at the end of the day, our goal is to win. So um, whoever's out there, you know, I'm more than happy to help them and provide for them and be able to give them that comfort just as the same as they would do for me. Yeah, and I love the energy that's in that running back room. I just absolutely love it. This running game is going to be pretty damn good. You know, last episode we talked about the increase, and Kyle Juszczyk brought up, the increase in size for the offensive line. We just talked about the increase in size for Mike McGlinchey. But, man, adding Alex Mack and then Aaron Banks eventually is going to be starting at right guard. That's a lot of firepower, (laughs) body mass to move stuff. And so I like that. But Sermon's going to lead this team in carries, uh, you know, all things aside. Mostert, he needs the ball. There's no doubt about that, but he needs to stay under 10 carries. The goal for Mostert is to play the whole season, which he has never done in his career. Now, he hasn't been, you know, the go-to guy um, for most of the time, but you kind of take that for what it is. And so hopefully uh, those guys would be 1A, 1B. You sprinkle in some running back three, which, again, who's that going to be? I think early on it's going to be Wayne Gallman, a little bit of Elijah Mitchell. But whenever Jeff Wilson Jr. comes back from that meniscus, probably around November, I think he's going to take over that role, maybe even the 2A role, bump Sermon back a little bit. But golly, we have so much depth at that position. We could say that now. Uh, if you've been a 49ers fan for more than two years, that running back depth gets deleted quick. And for my Jermichael Hasty fans, you, you got to wait and see. Um, he is on the outside looking in. Is it possible that he gets put on the practice squad? Can he clear waivers and come back to us on the practice squad? I'm not so sure. But you can't carry six running backs. I do know that. (laughs) So we'll see here. Tommy says, John, are you concerned about Aaron Banks not doing too well in camp? Absolutely not. Not until the pads come on. I'm telling you right now, one-on-ones are designed for defensive players. Just like one-on-ones in the pass scale, wide receivers versus corners, they're designed for wide receivers. You got to understand that's the way it is. Until you put pads on and you put a tackle on one side and a center on another side, you don't really get a good look. So whatever Aaron Banks, he's a rookie, just chill until pads come on. Then, now if you start getting those same reports saying, oh, he's getting beat um, in team and all this stuff, that's where you get concerned. O-linemen getting beat in one-on-ones? No, no, no. They take like 30 reps. And again, the defender has a two-way go. It's just, it's not very practical. It's good, but... That's not a measure of a good old lineman at all. Um, so just understand whatever podcast or journalist, whatever, that wants to spin negative stuff, that's what they're going to be doing. And they're going to be able to target these rookies and whatever. And you can, pick, you, you, can, you can do that because guess what? Aaron Banks is going against some amazing D linemen, and they're going to win. They're going to win. Um, each side's going to win. That's just what it is. AJ, AJ Silva, just want to say thank you, man. He said, keep up the great work, John. Um, where would you rank Ayuk and Samuel for receiving tandems in the NFL? It's interesting. They haven't really played together, but maybe one or two games. I think separately, awesome. If Samuel can stay healthy, elite. Ayuk only played 11 games last year. Now, we are predominantly run-heavy offense, but, man, you start looking around the NFL – and you're like, okay, what teams would I prefer over this, you know, one-two tandem? I, I think obviously uh, Seattle. Unfortunately, you've got to take them. Um, Los Angeles, Ra- uh, Los Angeles Rams. Eh, I don't know. Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. I like them. They're both very serviceable. But Ayuk, uh, oh man, he could do everything they can do. And Debo's a little bit more dynamic for sure. So I take them over that. I think Tennessee kind of comes to mind as one of the teams that's probably the most scary with A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. But after that, I mean, 
golly, it's hard to find a good team that's like, ooh, that's scary. Yeah, maybe you could talk about Cincinnati, but again, where do you put the rookie Jamar Chase? How's that look? Things like that. And so, yeah, they've got to be up there. Dallas for sure, right? Uh, they've got three studs. I, I really feel like, man, you know, not their number one, not their number two guy, but whenever you start looking at their wide receivers that are just absolute studs, one of my favorite players coming out of college was Michael Gallup um, at Colorado State. Ran the full route tree, amazing hands. He just goes in and dominates every year. Now, I understand everybody loves C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper, but, man, Michael Gallup, That uh, if there was, like, you know, one trade I would facilitate, I would be calling, what do we got to do to get Michael Gallup? Uh, that's just me on there. But this has been a blast, guys. Hopefully you enjoyed this. We even kicked out some trolls or some robots or whatever. I don't know what this is, Clash of Clans style. Uh, <laughs> but uh, thank you, guys. Appreciate all the support. Go join that Fantasy League. It's 25 bucks. It's going to be an absolute blast. And so go sign up over there. We've already got one field, one 10-team league field. And, again, the way that it works is you play just traditional fantasy. You know, it's a super flex, half-point PPR. You play your 10-man league. Four teams make the playoffs. If you win your league that last week, not the very, very last week, um, you play the champions of all the other leagues uh, for a chance to win a huge, bigger pot. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So head over there. Make sure you're part of that. We're going to be talking about it all year. And, and again, it just builds relationships, builds community. That's what we're here about. Um, just having a good time and enjoying the fantasy, the 49ers football season even more so. So thank you guys for all the support. As always, you guys know how it ends. Stay strong, faithful. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.